psychotherapist. I'm your host, Renee, and I am here with Josh, as always. Hi, Josh. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so what's up, peeps? Um, we beta tested our video yesterday. We haven't had a chance to look at it and make adjustments because we've been editing like crazy. It's been a long run of editing. I think we're both a little loopy. So you've been warned about the breaks and this episode, I'm just not responsible. Um, I think I can get some articulate things out in the intro, but I'm not making any promises about what's going to happen by the time we get to the first break. Um, I'm going to answer a question that came up in an Instagram post in the comments section. It was a nutrition post and somehow we got on the topic of what to eat in the morning and I mentioned that... I counsel my nutrition clients to avoid fat until afternoon, and someone asked me to explain why. So that's what I'm going to do. A big part of gut healing work is keeping your liver healthy and strengthening it because the liver governs a lot of GI functions. The, what the liver's, liver has two really important jobs where your gut's concerned. I, it produces bile, and that's what helps you digest fat. That's specifically what bile does. It also is responsible for detox. It's, it filters toxins out of your blood. That's a, really, that's a really important job that your liver has, and it goes really hard at the detox overnight. So while you're sleeping, that's when your liver like is in fucking turbo mode, and it's just going after the toxins in your blood, cleaning them out, cleaning them out, cleaning them out. It's working really hard. If you get up in the morning and throw a whole bunch of fat at it, and now it's charged with producing bile to break down the fat, your liver's tired. It's just not, it's, it's not being nice to your liver. Your liver's going to function much better if you ease it into its job in the day by not throwing fat at it. Because again, it's been working really hard all night. It needs a little bit of a break before you hit it again. So that's the reason that I recommend people don't eat fat until afternoon. I never do just because... I, I'm super compliant with this stuff because I get off on it or something. I don't know, I'm a weirdo. But it gets easy once you're used to it. Smoothies are a really good way to start. The breakfast beans, as everybody on my Instagram knows, those were constructed to give me a high protein, not high, well, not high protein, but protein enough breakfast without any fat that tastes really good because I don't eat anything that tastes dull, even though I'm picky. Um, so... There's a whole bunch of things you can eat in the morning that are really satisfying that don't have fat. And if you need ideas, hit me up on Instagram and also people who are coming to the retreat. This is among the many nutrition things we'll be going over. So we'll talk about it then. Um, I'm not going to answer the other question right now. I'm just going to save it. Maybe we'll talk about it at a break before we breathe or something. I think instead we are going to get to it and talk to Jane. How are you? I'm good, good. I'm a little bit anxious. Yes, every guest we have ever had has been nervous before we start, and every guest we have ever had says at the end that it was a great time. So we will take good care of you, but it is completely understandable that you're anxious. <laughs> I, All right, thank you. <laughs> I don't know anything about Jane, so we're going in completely blind here. So Jane, first, what do you want to talk about today? Okay, so I can be rambling. I can be all over the place too. So that's that's me. okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there is actually two things that I wanted to talk to. I think uh, I once um, 
I um you posted like, like uh, on your Instagram profile like ask questions. So I think a couple of weeks ago I did ask you a question. Yes. And you answered. And uh, so basically one of the issues is I, I don't have any childhood trauma. I don't have anything kind of like that big and deep like uh, um, your guest on your other podcasts. Yeah. And in a fan fact, I'm, uh, as I mentioned to you uh, for like when we talk briefly on Instagram, for you asked me the question, uh, that I'm a licensed clinical mental health counseling associate myself. New. Yes, yes. And uh, one of the things is my self-esteem. Okay. And another thing is um, kind of what, what's kind of more pressing right now, uh, it's my teenage daughter. Okay. How old and is so, she? So uh, she's 17. Okay. And so the interesting thing, I was planning, I was like, mm, I was kind of weighing my options. I was like, self-esteem is important because it's affecting many areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my relationship with my daughter, it's also important. But she's at home right now. So I kind of locked myself in the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Through the fan. I didn't know she going to be at home today. So I was like, I hope she's. I don't want her to over, over, overhear me. So I was like, oh, I kind of have debating until the last moment. Like, what should I do? What should I do? Chances are good that a seventeen-year-old is not interested in your telephone conversation. Let's hope that's the case. <clears throat> I hope so. She's getting ready to go to go, to go somewhere. So okay. That's, uh, so that's... can you give me a little bit of background? Where were you born? Okay, so I uh, was born in Ukraine. Okay. And I came here when I was 18 years old. So I've been here for like almost 19 years. Okay. And um, I went to school here, got my degrees, and now I'm working as a, as a therapist myself. Yeah. Like at the beginning. What, what, uh, are you still in your internship or are you licensed now fully? I'm, I'm licensed. Okay. I'm not a fully licensed. I'm provisionally licensed. You're provisionally licensed. Okay. Yes. And, and are you working at an agency? I'm working at the like uh, yes, I, I'm working at the agency, um, a community agency, not not the private practice, just like, like a community community, agency. community mental health. Yep, yep. Okay. How do you yeah, like it yeah. so far? Um, it's challenging. A lot of challenging cases. Yes. Uh, but I, I, yes, overall, yes. I love I love therapy. I love learning more. I love working with kids, teenager. Um, in my internship, I did uh, adults. I like I like all of. I love therapy, and. I know I have a long road ahead of me to to learn more different things, but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm overall I'm happy. Is I'm it? Happy. A, I'm curious. Is it a low cost service agency? Are you? Yes. yes. It is a low. Okay. It's a, it's, yeah. I, I I'm kind of hesitant. I, I'm I'm always like I don't want that nobody. No, 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 um, no. Yeah, we're not going to go yeah. any more specific than that. The reason yeah. I asked is because I did my practicum and internship plus an extra year at a nonprofit in San Francisco that was very low cost. And you do tend to get really intense cases there. And Mm -hmm. it was the best possible training. Baptism by fire is the way to do it. Like the harder the cases are in the beginning, I think the better. Um, Honestly, yes, because it changed my perspective. Because when I was... um, I kind of took a break after my uh, it was COVID hit. So basically, I, ha- I also have five year old. So like after COVID, I stayed home for three years. And I like every time I was like growing up, every time it was a challenge. I kind of shut down as like I don't want to deal with this. I, 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 I'm just I was just shutting down anxiety. Everything just was taking the best of me. But this job actually made me uh, face my fears and challenges and just go head forward because I know what. It, if it's a challenge, the change is going to happen. Right. If it's right. challenging, I mean, you're yes. learning. You're like, Absolutely. You, 
it, 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 I'm kind of learning to not back away from challenges, but kind of face them. I don't my supervisor actually helped me a lot. He developed my leadership qualities, all, all of the stuff. I think the supervisor slash mentor is the one of the most important parts of training. Definitely. It's all about the supervisor when you're when you're a provisional or an intern therapist. Do you, you have a seventeen year old and a five year old? Are do you have a partner? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I do have a husband. I do have a husband. Um he's very supportive. Okay. Is he American? <laughs> he is American. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's American and, and um Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a um, big gap between your two kids. Uh, two different marriages. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I was wondering. All right. Two yes. Different uh, so I had my girl, my first child, when I was 20 years old. Oh, boy. Yeah. Young. <laughs> yeah. Very young. Very <laughs> yeah. young. But I was married, but I was very young. Yes. And um, I think I kind of know my problem, what my problem my husband told me where my problem is with her. Uh, I always wanted to be her friend. Your daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because and my who, mom. Okay. Go ahead. Was very strict. Okay. And I promised myself that I'm going to be different. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a friend. Can you tell me a little bit about mom's strictness? Um, let's see. One example, uh, when all my friends was a lot, it was time for different when I was growing up. I was, you know, I was born in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I grew up in a big city and, um, people was going out. It was less, um, how, how to say it, less, um, you know, right now is a lot of dangers outside. It, like, yes. you know. We had more freedom. Uh, we had more freedom. Yes, more yes, freedom. Absolutely. We have no phones, and I'm so thankful for all that. Oh, my gosh. I know. I can't imagine what would have happened to me if we had cell phones when I was first oh, no. dating in my 20s. <laughs> no. I would have been a no. lunatic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, it was it was a lot of more freedom. But even though, like, for example, all my friends at 16 were allowed to come home at midnight, I had to be home by 9 or 10. Ah. Uh, yes. And okay. always studying. I will have to study, 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 even, like, let's say we have a, like a fall break, spring break, winter break. If I had bad grades, I'm not going out anywhere for the, for the whole okay. duration of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My mom was a very high achiever and um, she went to Duke here. Like she was very high achiever. I see. And yeah. And so it, it was a, lo- a lot of strictness, a lot of like no boyfriends. Like I remember it was like a discotheque, um, disco dance yeah. from four to, from four to eight. So it's not like it was not like a midnight. No, nope. right, right. No, so you're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to go because oh, the the, okay. the type of people to go to the dance is not the appropriate people for you to hang out. With. But okay. I was just wanted to hang out and dance. And is this why so. you moved when you were eighteen? I moved because um, I came here uh, because my mom was studying here, and I was supposed to come here for just for a year just to um learn english and not not to learn i already knew english before i came just to improve my english I okay say. um so already f- by the time i came i already finished um high school there and already finished one year of college so i, I was just but i couldn't start college because i was not a citizen at that time right, so i was right. just hanging out and i met my future husband in high school ah wait and so do you was- meet you met him and you came here you said you met him in high school, but when you came here, you had already finished high school? Already finished the high school, but they enrolled me in New oh, York High School okay. just for me to kind of improve English, just for me got something it, to do. Got it, I got, it, got it, got it, got it. With the kind of visa I had at that time, I couldn't work. 
I couldn't do much. So okay. my mom was like, I just just for you to do something. Just yeah, you know, yeah. Being... So learn some yeah social stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So I, I met him, and my visa was expiring, and um, and basically he, he we were in love. He's like, let's just get married and you stay. I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> it was just that easy. It was just that easy for me because even though I had a good life in my country, I I knew. Uh, I, I'm not going to have freedom there again with my parents. So I, 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 yeah. I, so I wanted you went, to be on my own. You went from your mom's house to living with your, or your mom's home to living with your husband. And I'm curious, your first husband, what was he like? Immature. Yeah. Like now looking back, that's the one word to describe him, mature, because uh, we only have six month difference. Uh, he's like, he's a little bit older, six months older than me. Yeah. And um, we were living together. I was, I think at the time I could work already. So I was working like in a restaurant and everything. And he has a big, like he have like, a, he, we live with his sister and he has a big family. And um, at the time he like, oh, we, we, live, we live together for like six months. And they, oh, when are you going to have children? Everybody, oh, 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 maybe uh-huh. something wrong with uh, Jane, maybe something wrong with, uh, yep. with, with, with the husband. And we were kind of, in a sense, I cannot say like, it was a pressure to have a child at that time yeah. from the family. Yep. Then I get pregnant and we had a child. Okay. And everything changed after I had a child. Like How I so? Was, everything changed between in our relationship. Like he was working a lot, uh, you know, he, and but he was not not paying attention to me and um, just just I don't know that. And he always wanted a boy too, and, and I had a girl. Oh, oh. Hmm. And so he was he was disappointed afterward? He was he never said that, but okay. he kind of acted like that towards me, but she always liked the girl, but it, relationship became unbearable because he was disappearing for a couple nights. He said, "Oh, I'm going to go buy a car," but then he disappears. Okay. And so, um hmm. one thing that's coming up for me, I'm curious about. Your mom was very strict. You didn't really have any freedom when you lived with her and then you went right into a marriage and parenthood, which by definition impedes our freedom because of yes. the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So there really wasn't a lot of time for you in the part of your life when you were developing your identity to have a lot of experiences that would support that. Does that feel true? That's true. That's, yeah. that's right. Because even like my husband, uh, my current husband, he's like nine years older than me. He told me in my twenties I was DJing, I was studying, I wanted, I had college you were DJing? parties. And stuff. No, no, my husband. He was. My, my oh, husband. he was. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he was DJing, like, and she was telling me you didn't have all these experiences. Right. You just, like you didn't. But you know, I have a friends. Um, I'm 37 now. I have a friends like a little bit older than me. Uh, they going out to the bars and stuff, and I'm not interested in going out to the bars. Oh yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I can. I don't think that it has to be partying. I just mean that it it didn't give you time to spend with people your age who could reflect back to you things about your identity that you could absorb, right? It's, That's actually true. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll get to it down the road after you tell me some more, but I think that might be where we trace the self-esteem. But we'll get back mm. to that. We'll get back to that. So, so everything changes, and now you are completely responsible for caring for this child because your husband's disappearing for days at a time and eventually you leave right he still he still was providing for me but like a bare minimum bare okay. minimum and i remember and uh, we were living in an apartment he was paying and I, w- I was paying for something i don't remember but then he was like oh 
one day he told me we're gonna look for a house i was like oh i was excited okay great you're gonna look for the house and then he takes me to with his real estate agent uh to one location like remote location uh, i'm not gonna name the city where that's I live okay anything. that's okay yeah. um <laughs> he takes me to this remote location um that's where we're gonna live and he knew i came from a big city i love kind of you know, I love some infrastructure, at least something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was nothing. The nearest gas station was 10 minutes away. Nearest Walmart was 20 minutes away. It was, Yikes. it was, it, it was kind of like in the woods, but the nature was beautiful, but it was not me. It was totally not me. No, no. So yeah. again, more, mm-hmm. more isolation. Yeah. And I was like 20 years old, not 21 maybe at the time. So like, not like I was, you know, 50 or 60 mm-hmm. or 70, you mm-hmm. know, like, so now my life is totally different. But before, that's that's what he kind of said. I was like, I want to look more houses. Like, nope, that's what we're going to get. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So, kind of relation deteriorating because he was not pay, paying attention to me. He was not giving me money to kind of... So he was providing bare minimum. Like, but we're not talking about, like, nails, salon, and none of that, that I, like I wanted to do. And he made me feel like that's his self-esteem issues probably come kind of follows me uh in terms of like um he was looking at inappropriate stuff online and i was oh. 20 years old and i thought i was beautiful I-, I thought i was beautiful because even though i had a child i, I thought i was looking good but i, I- that- it made me question myself made me doubt myself like if he was looking at the proper stuff so well, what is it like i thought i look good but maybe not like Make me question myself. So eventually we separate. Eventually we separate, and it was the best decision I ever made. I think I was 23 when we separated, so okay. it didn't last too long. And then, uh, so he basically caused the issues with me and my daughter as well, because he was in a, in a sense after that he was absentee father. He was he he, he overpromised but underdelivered. Okay. For her. Okay. Not for me. For her. Okay. Because I was not expecting anything from him after we separate, kind of. So. So you separated, and how did you support yourself and your daughter? Um, so I was always working. Oh, the only good thing I forgot to mention he did for me uh, when I was twenty-two, uh, I started college oh. because I always knew. Yes, I was working in like in a cashier somewhere, but I I, I was feeling depressed because of the, like that's not who I am. That's not that one. I, I didn't right, come to right. the states from a good life to be cashier here. So I knew how to go to college and my mom was kind of supporting me with this decision. And I luckily, because I already finished one year in my country, I was able to transfer everything. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So that was good. And he kind of helped me in a sense, uh, support me uh, because my daughter was two to put my uh, daughter in preschool so I can go to, I can attend college full time. Okay. So at that time I was not, I think so I stopped working. Okay, so you were attending full college full-time and being a mom? Being a mom at 22. Yes. Uh, once I got my paperwork situated to, to be in state tuition and everything, so then, and it, and it was challenging, but it was, I studied psychology and minoring in business, and it was it was awesome. But I was, once again, I could not have a co- full college experience because right. as soon as my classes right. ended, I had to go pick up my daughter from preschool, yes. put her to bed, and do the homework at night. Exactly, yep. So that's that. So my my basically my parents helped me a lot. They helped me uh, buy my house. They have oh, they good. helped me. They helped me with everything. They pay for college somewhat until I got kind of um, assistance for for college. And um, 
that was the rest was kind of history okay from me. okay when yeah. did you meet your current husband let's see i was 27 years old when okay. i met him so your daughter so your daughter ago. was your daughter was seven my daughter was seven and he was complete opposite he was he is such a good guy i for seven years for 10 years been with him i never regretted <laughs> making good. this decision he was uh, nine years older than me. He, he is nine years older than me, and he's more mature. Than, I feel like still more mature than me, and he's completely. He's more organized. He's more problem solver. Like, in, he supports. You know, I work, mm -hmm. but he, you know, he supports my family. My, my his stepdaughter. My just takes care of a lot of different things in the in the family. And then you had your son five years ago. My daughter, uh, daughter yes. another daughter, another daughter. Yes. Okay. So I have two kids, 17 year old and five year old. And they're both girls. Okay. So you, <clears throat> when did you go back to school for the counseling degree? Mm, right away. So I, f I finished my college um, in bachelor in psychology when I was 25, but by 25 I graduated and I was debating whether I take a gap year because it was a lot. Yeah. And my mom suggested me just go ahead and do it because the longer you wait, the, the harder it will be. And um, I did it. I went right away. And I still, I was working at, at the time. And I still kind of did part-time. That's why it took me like maybe instead of two years, it took me like three or almost four years to graduate. Just because I was working full-time. And yeah. So. Uh, okay. That's, yeah. that's good. That is great context. Thank you. That will help me a lot. So now you can tell me, let's talk about your daughter first because I suspect that will take more time and yes. yeah so what's going on uh, let's see so it started more on the teenage years of course as I said before the absentee father let's say oh I'm gonna come this weekend and he doesn't come oh, oh I'm gonna give sometimes he will only give her presents for the, her birthday but I think presents not very important as being no. his presence. And he, as I said, he overpromised and underdelivered. Yep, yep. And this was this was a whole that I would say if you can so if I can summarize his that's that's his motto of a promise and underdelivered. Oh, and, so she um, had her heart broken a bunch. She did. Him. She yeah. did many times, many times, and once again it affected her self esteem as well. Of course it did. Yeah. So and it kind of caused her to have her own mental struggles with anger. Um, some depression as well. So, but, she, you know, the stepfather took uh, a big, she kind of connected with him very well when she was seven. Uh, I think everything changed when uh, during COVID hit, of course, she, she was, she had to stay when she was 12. She had to stay at home and do school at home. So yeah, that's affected yeah. her. She yeah. was very social. And at that time also, my youngest daughter was born. Right. I think she was exactly 13. So okay. it was, I did, could not provide too much attention to her because, you know, I was taking care of the newborn and COVID. I was stressing out about everything. I was a very anxious person in general. And at the time, she was kind of starting shutting down. And, um, and, and the father again, once again, he was in and out, in and out. He had four more, four more uh, children after her oh, with right. different women. Yeah, but it doesn't. But... Um, Mostly depression. She doesn't want to do any kind of therapy. She doesn't believe in therapy, and I cannot be her therapist because no, you cannot. I'm a mom, right? Yes, right. Yes. I try to help her. I try to give her some tips and pointers, but I feel like it goes one year, comes out another year. Sure. 
<laughs> and main issue, so I was always trying, like my husband was trying always to, to put the rules in place, to structure and uh, consequences. And I was like, oh, but poor baby, you know, I always feel sorry for her the way how how her dad was yeah, not present. Yeah, understandable. And, yeah, so I always try to be, in a sense, too nice, too nice and too friend. And it it worked fine until she turned before the teen because it was she was a good girl. She was an honor of student. Everything was good. But I think it, the issue exacerbated uh, when she kind of started being 15, 16. She was sneaking boy into the house. And um, now it's just, now she started driving. She's, she's, she's going to be 18 in December, yeah. She started, oh, first of all, I always, always emphasize to her two things. Um, get education. Edu- education is super important. Get education because you can support yourself. You don't have to depend on anybody else. And wait to start a family, like in terms of having kids, kind of break the cycle. Because my mom had been 19. I had myself at 20. So break the cycle because I want you to have your 20s. Yeah. I want you to experience life before, because I kind of wanted to learn, you know, how smart people learn on your, you know, mistakes of others, not on their own mistakes. So... I always kind of emphasize, like, hey, hey, you, you have, life is long in the sense you have plenty of time to do everything. Just do things the right way. And I, I try not to push us, like, certainly, like, oh, you have to go to like a PhD or master's. You know, just have education. You know, just if you want to start with community college, that's fine. And she was always telling me, oh, I want to be an architect. I want to be an interior designer. But I feel like she was just telling me those things just to, to, but she was not, she was telling the things, but her grace was not showing that she wanted to be that. School kind of after COVID, school was put in the back burner. So a lot of kind of behavioral issues in terms of like she has a curfew, but she can come home. Let's say let's say curfew at eleven. Sometimes um, sometimes she can come home at uh, two or three. And it's it start happening more when she started driving. Yeah. Before it was she tried to abide by the curve. That was five ten minutes late, and it bothers me because uh, I cannot fall asleep. Of course, I cannot. Not. I'm nervous. Yeah. Luckily, um, it, it can disturb the whole. You know, my little one can wake up. You know, because she makes a lot of noise when she comes in. And but in, that's not the main issue. The main issue is her safety. Hey. it's time for our mindfulness moment um we are going to do box breathing today and we're going to do a few more than we usually do because i think you guys can all move up to the next level on these breath breaks because you're like old pros now um before we do that just do a quick check on where you might be storing some tension. So first look at your shoulders. Are they up? Can you drop them down? Just release them. What about your jaw? Stretch it out. Does it need to be released? Are you squeezing your eyebrows together? Raise them instead for a minute and then just release your eyebrows. Okay. Now, ideally you are sitting with your back straight and your feet on the floor or ground. Just a reminder, Box breathing is inhale, hold, exhale, hold. Inhale through your mouth. I mean, sorry, don't do that. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. 
helps to put your hand on your belly because when you inhale, you want that air to go to your stomach, not to your chest and your shoulders shouldn't rise, only your belly should rise. And then on the exhale, use those belly muscles, muscles, muscles to push all the air out. You want to almost be choking at the end of the exhale because you've gotten all the air out. Exhale is where the magic is. So I will count six counts all around. Inhale through the nose, hold your breath. Exhale through your mouth, hold your breath. So get ready and inhale two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale two, three. Four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four. Five, six, exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Last one. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. Six, hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so let's get back to Jane, who was talking about her 
teenage daughter staying out past curfew and had just told us that her primary concern is her daughter's safety. Back to Jane. For example, um, let's see, she'd, uh, she, her, she was you know, very excited. She, she and her friend, um, she got a car a couple months ago, had a driver license. She and her friend went to, to, to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I told her, there is a beach close to us, like two hours away. And she was like, no, that's not a fun beach. I want to go to the beach three and a half hours away for one day only. I was like, mm, I told her about, you know, kind of cost and benefit. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to take, in a sense, six and a half hours, almost seven hours of driving. You're going to, what you're going to enjoy. So she came home at four in the morning. It was super late. I was, I didn't sleep. And next day I have to take my youngest one to dance class. So I was like, oh, big headache. Jane, who pays and, for her car? Huh, good question. Uh, she pays herself. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's All a whole right. different story. Can't leverage that. Di- Can you tell me that story? It's going to be important for us brainstorming solutions. Okay. So uh, her father gave her a car. Uh, he promised to give her a car and he gave her a car. I see. But that, the story is actually interesting because he, he he was working as a mechanic, so he has access to auctions. He could have given her any car he wanted. Right, he right, right. But he gave her, I'm sorry to say, a piece of shit car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if it see, matches like, him. It's okay. Uh, I said yeah, it matches he, him. Yeah, it, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because, like, I can more privately later. Maybe I'll, I'll send you a picture privately of this car. Because the thing is, first of all, she's on seventeen still. She'll be eighteen, 18 soon. But the car is not automatic. It's uh, the stick shift. Sure. <laughs> who drives? I know uh, proper. Well, I love to, but I know like full on adults who don't know how to drive a stick. A lot. I don't know how to drive a stick. A lot of people. Like my, my husband. I knows, guess your like, husband. I guess your daughter does now. No, that, that, that's where the story gets oh, interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's car, that car is just sitting on our driveway. That car is not good enough for my daughter. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. So, what my daughter is very resourceful. What she does, she calls my mom. <gasps> and she asks her for money, for loan, to get herself a, her nice car. No. And my mom, because she's you know, loves her granddaughter, of course. She gives her loan. And she uh, get, gets a, a car, very Chevy Camaro, very, very nice car. Yeah. It's, it's not brand new, of course. It's, it's, it's used, but it's, it's very, right, very right, nice right, car yeah. for So that's what she does. So now she's head over heels. She has to make a payments on, on the car to my mom. And now she has to pay insurance. How does she do and that? Told, she's only 17. She's working. She's wow. working. Uh, yeah. Of course, because, because yeah, and the, um, the payment does have to be high because it's my mom. She uh, probably gonna for her for her 18th birthday. She probably gonna shave some payments. Also. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna be like you know, yep, a couple hundred a month only. Okay. Yeah, so it's not crazy. No interest in anything. So it's just low payments, very low payments. Um, Can you but, tell yeah, your so, mom I need a car? I need a new car too. <laughs> we need a podcast vehicle. We need to call Jane's mom. Okay, so your daughter is managing to pay for all of this herself. That is something else. What about her phone? Do you pay for her phone? The um, ex-husband pay for her phone. Her dad oh, pays shit, for her phone. Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the only thing he pays. But honest, um, maybe we'll teach her some responsibility uh, because 
we we will suggest and buy cheaper car, buy like Honda Accord. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you only like five, four, four, five thousand marketplace. Nope, I want this one, and there's nothing you can do. You know, my grandma gave me money, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You nothing you can do. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, your choice, your yeah. choice. Go for it. Do it. I'm not gonna pay for it. Right, right. Like I'm, I'm not gonna pay for it. You just have to be, you know, you have to be responsible. You have to money has to come from somewhere. Does she talk to you about stuff that's going on in her life? She, she does. She does. Um, not. I, I'm a hundred percent. I don't know everything. You know. I'm not oh, of stupid. course. So like, right. Right. Yeah. That, would, that would be. But silly. majority of time, I know she has problems making friends. She doesn't have a lot of friends. She has one friend. Okay. Um, she has a lot of anger issues. I bet she a does. A lot of anger issues. Yes, from from the past. Right. Because we, yeah, we have a good family, and it's not from us. It's not from us for sure. Because I, I. My husband, my husband gets gets angry, but not you know he he manages his anger, but I think it's anger from unresolved trauma with her dad. That's well, what I'm thinking. the first thing you know, the first seven years of our life, that's when we are building. That's when the ego forms, right? The voice inside mm-hmm. us that holds all of these ideas about who we are, and having this inconsistent dad. Right. For kids, when they're concrete, you know, you have a concrete brain when you're little. Things are good and bad, black and white. Mm-hmm. There's only two possibilities, which is either that dad's bad or I'm bad. Right. Something's ah. off here. And kids just don't pick the parents to be bad when they're concrete because their brain doesn't even understand that that's possible. Right. That's true. Right. Your parents can't be the wrong one. So it has to be you. So what she learned in the first seven years of her life or what she thought she was learning rather is that she wasn't lovable enough to have a consistent parent, that she wasn't good enough or lovable enough or just enough to have a dad who would show up for her. So That makes sense. That's where core beliefs settle. That makes total exactly, sense. Exactly, exactly. Now the anger, you know, anger's about boundaries, and here's a really, dad's moving them all the time, and he has a pretty pretty impenetrable boundary around himself in the sense that he's only available when he decides to open himself up, right? And also, she's angry at dad, but doesn't want to direct it at him because she, always there's the fear that he's just going to go away. That's that's uh, absolutely absolutely right. Also, I want to provide small context to the dad. Yes. His mom died when he was three years old, and um, she, he came to the United States when he was 15, so dad's dad had more than 15 different children from different women. So dad, so my ex-husband did not have a good role model no, of what family no, looks he like. Didn't, so he didn't. I, I don't want to put him as a victim because he's not. Right. But that's kind of, I feel like this context is also important. And I was trying well, to yeah, he's her. not now, but he was at one time and that never got healed. Right. And yes, he's I was not trying do- to explain this to my daughter. Well... Okay. Yeah, t- trying to help her help her understand why he isn't consistent. You mean for that reason? Yeah, try to say it's not you. I was like, it's not you. It's him. It's him. And I, I was trying to get her to a therapy. And one point that it was like a self injurious behavior. It was maybe let's see, maybe like three, four was years she ago. Cutting herself, or what was the beginning? cutting? Yeah, cutting. Yeah. And she was so she sat down, and I was very busy with the baby at the time. So now it's just a lot of anger and I'm afraid because she's driving now. And one time she told me she was so angry. She let go of the wheel for a second when she was driving with the boyfriend. Oh, shit, Jane. That's yeah. terrifying. That's, that is terrifying. And 
and she's not, you know, she's a teenager. She, since she got a car, she just went wild. She's like, for example, yesterday she went to the movies with a friend and then um, came home at five in the morning. She told me, I fell asleep in the car because <gasps> I, I took a nap in the oh, car in the parking lot. God. And she does not understand the gravity. I was like, you're a woman. You cannot be taking naps in the parking lot. Okay. A couple things before we talk about what to do here. Um, <clears throat> I heard you when you said, it's not from us. We have a good family. And that sounds true. I believe that 100%. And something that's really important for all of us as parents to remember is that even if we're super on point, doing our jobs really well, the only way to really understand what works and what doesn't work for the kid in our household is to be able to see it through their eyes, right? There can be times mm -hmm. when nobody's doing anything bad or wrong and there's something that's not working. I'm not suggesting that that's happening. I don't have any reason to think that it is, but I just think it's an important piece to hold. Also, also since you said that, something else came to my mind. She has jealousy towards her younger sister. Oh, I bet she does. Yeah, There's some anger very, there too, right? This is very important, yeah, because the you know for a little five year old girl, you know, the dad is present daily. She gives yeah, her, you know, oh, attention. Right. She gives of her course. That is very. I feel, yeah, that's. I feel like it's very important to mention because she's she doesn't. You know, everybody say, "Oh, you you have a seventeen year old like a building babysitter." I was like, "Oh no, no, oh, no, 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 God, no, yeah." It's it's not it's, it's not, not like that at all. No, she's angry. Like if she said something, oh, she, she the little girl cannot boss me around and stuff. It's like completely, and it's jealousy. She's like, oh, why she get all this stuff? Why she get this? Why she get that? I mean, she gets what stuff, you know, toys and art supplies or whatever what she needs, you know what I mean? Right. And that's uh, going so, to, that's going to feed that anger too. Those yeah, boundaries, so, right? Yeah. The boundaries being different for her sister than they have been for her is going to feed into that, into yeah, that so anger. Yeah, so that's kind of... Is there anything that she, that she regularly needs from you? What does she come to you for? Okay, she left. Okay, I, I was taking her. <laughs> she left. So I, so I can do because okay. I, I, I can. I, I'm by myself in the room. I can put on speaker because. It was, okay, it okay, okay, good. I can. I can speak more freely now because I was speaking quietly. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. So, what does she need from you? What does she come to you for? Uh, oh, I have her location, so she she's open where she's at. She t she tells me, you know, everything where she's at, with who she's going, and um, she comes for me talking about her drama with her friends sometimes. Um, asking me, hey, can I come later? Asking, <laughs> so she sometimes asks to break her curfew. Yes, and sometimes I allow because, like for example, if you go to the movie starts at ten, okay, be home by midnight. Like I'm reasonable. Like if it's right. if it's not night, if it was summertime, right? It was like please, you know, I mean, just. But if I said to be home at be midnight, well, thirty, but be home at one. And she was sometimes she was following, sometimes not. So it it was de depending. But okay. since she got the car, it got so much downhill. She thinks she the, the, right. the rules doesn't. And it, it, of course, it causes stress between me and my husband because of course. Just, you have to take the keys away. You cannot be just, you have to be consequences in place because you just cannot be doing this because I cannot sleep. I'm nervous. Yeah. It was just caused a lot of turmoil between, um, between him and myself because he feels like he cannot say to her anything. And he, he feels like his power has been taken away. And it was just because she kind of stopped listening to him. It's just me now. Well, it's tricky. It's tricky with blended families. I heard you tell that 
they have a good relationship. And still, it's really hard to work the step parent into the di- to any sort of like discipline, right? That gets real tricky, yep. especially because she has a dad, which doesn't mean he shouldn't have any agency about what happens in his own house. But I do know those things are tricky, and that mm-hmm. takes, that takes a lot of work to sort out. So your husband's saying take the keys. Tell me, and I'm not suggesting that you should or should not do this, but I'd like to hear from you what you think about that. I heard like about taking the keys away. So uh, before, you know, supposed to be was meeting at two o'clock. So she came to me at one fifty eight, and then I was like, "Hey, I promise I'm not gonna come late again." I was like, "Valerie, oh, uh, <clears throat> I don't believe you because you break your promise so many times." Mm-hmm. And I thought we're gonna. Unfortunately, I have a, I have a, not, not, I have a phone important right now. We can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a sit-down conversation later. I was like, okay, okay. And I didn't tell her what kind of phone call this. I think she yeah, work-related. And um, we're going to talk later. But I briefly mentioned, because I was very upset, kind of calm. I'm very calm. Um, I don't, I'm not the type who's going to be screaming matches and stuff. I, um, so I'm trying to be more assertive, but not aggressive. Mm-hmm. But like, if this happens one, one, once again, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take your car keys away. She's like, oh, but I'm paying for the car. I was like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you still live in this house. Yep. And I never wanted to be like my husband's like, oh, it just is getting to the point that, you know, she caused a lot of trouble. But I never get to the point to get out of this house. I never want to get to this no, point. No, 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 no. Is she a senior in high school? She's a senior in high school. She's graduating um, in January. She's graduating early. She only have, yeah. Oh, boy. And then what is she going to do? Oh, she was thinking of going to the army, but now she's not, not sure. So she might be going to community college after that, taking online classes for now. Okay. I told her, you cannot take a gap. You have to be doing something. You cannot, you just cannot be just working. Right. Because you have something, because the time going to pass, then you're going to do it. I don't want her to be working retail for the rest of her life. Okay. But one, but one I thing, don't wanna, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. I don't want to put, because I have expectations, like how, okay, you know, you have to have this, you have to that. I don't want to put, uh, put my project, my, that makes sense, project my expectation on her. I mean, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's very, very challenging to imagine a 17-year-old having any, an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, having any idea yeah. what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And the we push kids in this country to college right out of high school, and it often does not serve them. Because they don't have any idea what they're interested in, right? And I know that the, the, the fear that a lot of parents have, and actually my own kid who is 16, when I said to him once, you know, you may not want to go right to college. Take some time, travel, do some different jobs, see what you like. And he said to me, I'm worried that if I don't go right after high school, I'm not going to go, which is what most parents think will happen, right? Good insight. He has a good insight. But I've worked with so many people for whom this was disastrous, right? Like you go and it's not what you want to do and you lose your love of learning, right? Because you're just kind of going through the motions and stuff like that. And also, I completely understand your perspective. You don't want her working retail for the rest of your life. You spent some time doing jobs that you really didn't want to do and you don't want that for her. I hear all of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that what we know about your daughter right now is that she has some maturity still to gain. Right. So, Definitely. so Definitely. I'm hoping she'll, I mean, how do you feel about her living with you for a few more years? 
after she Comple- completely fine good 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 okay yeah and and you don't get the sense that she wants to move out not really not really because we, we might move to a different state and she's like yeah I'll, I'll move with you guys that's why i'm gonna do community college online and then maybe i'll see what you know what's going to be there for me so definitely because okay. you know i'm i'm not from united states or oh, 18 you know, get out of the house you know i mean some parents right. like that right yeah, i'm not that no she's respectful mm-hmm. still she she never she never said like you know she's like because i work with kind of kids oh like you, you know yeah, gonna yeah, tell yeah. who you are yeah mine is not like that she she is respectful she was like oh but i was doing this excuse it's more like excuses for her over six years but I'm, i promise i'm not gonna i know she doesn't want to probably see me upset so she we, we don't have the screaming matches i was like i i told her i'm disappointed i never call her names or anything good, good. like i'm disappointed you i i explained her like yesterday we have 5 a.m conversation i was like like as a woman you cannot be alone in the parking lot there's a dangers also you, have, you i know you're tired you have to take care of your body you have to sleep in that and this i know some of this may be behaviors may be age appropriate like risk-taking behaviors in a sense yeah but so it's, it's very tricky for me so but my husband is for sure that's all this happening like this because I don't put strict consequences. Okay, well, that I I don't think it's that simple, right? Um, I don't think the place we want to go first generally is consequences. Uh, I think generally the best way to change behavior is using positive reinforcement, but I see that we may be past that stage with this situation. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever talked to her about? I mean, I hear you're talking to her about all aspects of this. Does she know how hard it is for you when she's out all night and you don't sleep? Does she know that? Um, I started talking about more, like, for example, today I had to drink. I hate to drink any kind of medicine, so I had to drink Tylenol because my, my headache was killing me today because I was, my little one woke me up twice and she, she kept me up. So I, I kind of told her, like, uh, hey, I had, to, I had to take a pill today because my headache was, and I have to function today. I still have to finish my work. It's a lot of, it's affecting me. When, she goes, oh, yeah. so sorry. When was the last time you and she did something alone together? Good, good question. Mm. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. She invited me to go. Uh, one time I was going through some shit. I'm sorry with my work. And I was kind of on breaking point. Did you point. just apologize for cursing? Don't do that on this show, please. Let that shit rip, Jane. Let it rip. That's our first language. You don't need to apologize for that. I was going to work. And I was just kind of reaching my breaking point. I was like, I need to I need to do something different. I need to do something different. And then, and she, she kind of was, and I was like, it's just something, it's just, just something just not sit right with me, how everything's going, you know, with work. And, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She called me. And then she's like, oh, when I get home, uh, she saw me crying and when i get home it's like i'm gonna t- i'm gonna take you out i'm gonna bring you lunch i was like no i can't i can't when, when, when go- was this how long ago was this it was like a month ago no shit yeah huh. that's lovely yeah it was a month ago she oh, okay bring- good and i bring her so she's caring she definitely was called me then i i think i went i went to work at the day and then she texted me are you okay are you okay so she definitely will care about me wow. and then when when I I was just just sitting like just meditating all the yeah, life, yeah, sitting, and then she came like, oh come on, let's go to the mall with my friend. I was like, no no no, uh, we're going to a restaurant. I'll pay for you. So she she, she was and I I couldn't I, I I sometimes get in a very dark place. Yeah, and I just I just could not get out from there. I was like I, I'm and I know I'm not going to be a good, good fun company when I'm like that. Yeah. So I was like I need to be on my own. I need to process it. I need to figure out what else, what's what's okay. my next step. Okay. 
Okay. And then, yeah, and then she was like, okay, okay, but just let me know. And after that, she went to the mall and she brought me, uh, I like skincare, so she brought me a little lotion, a cream or something. Yeah, so she does, in a sense, kind of like takes care of me when she likes like Sephora or Ulta. So she she buys me like a little sets and stuff and, you know, she has points or anything. She should... Yeah, but we don't spend, I feel like we don't spend enough time No, together. I think that's the first place we want to go because, well, for a lot of reasons, right? But before I talk about any of those reasons, let's take another break. It's been a 20 minutes or so, and I like to take them every 20 minutes. Mm, sorry, I was thirsty. Um, So... We've done some breathing and we've done some meditating. So let's do some tension releasing. So tense and release. You know how this goes. We're going to go to different muscles and activate them with a lot of pressure and then release them. Tense them and release them will help you find the spots where you're holding tension and also help you release it. So Start at the top of your head and raise your eyebrows as high as you can. Really push, 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 push. Raise them as high as you can. Let them burn a little and drop them. Squeeze your eyes really tightly. Shut, shut, shut. Squeeze them tightly shut, tightly shut. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Let them go. Now furrow your brow, you know. If you don't have Botox between your eyebrows, squeeze your eyebrows together in the middle like you're mad. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Let them go. Good. Now clench your jaw really tightly. Clench, 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 clench. Let it go. Good. Now stretch the sides of your mouth out to your ears like a sort of like a demented smile. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Stretch it back. Let it go. Good. Now drop your head forward so that your chin goes toward your chest and try to let your head hang. Don't hold it. Just let it hang. Let it hang. Release it, release it, release it. And pull it back up. Good. Now do the same thing to the right side. Same thing. Let it hang. Don't hold it. Back up and do it to the left side. Let it hang, let it hang, let it hang. Good. Bring it up. Now, squeeze your shoulders up to your ears. Pull your shoulders up to your ears tightly, tightly. Make it hurt a little. You're squeezing them so tightly. Let them go. Good. Now, roll your shoulders backward three times. One, two, three. Then roll them forward three times. One, two, three. Good. Now, contract your torso like you're making a C with your spine. So basically, you're pulling your belly button toward your spine and just make that curve with your spine. Do it as hard as you can. Push the belly button backwards. That's how you, that's how you apply the pressure. Push your belly button backwards. Push, push, push. Let it go. Now, do it the other way. Big arch. Put your shoulders back and your belly button forward. Belly button forward, that's the mechanism. Shoulders back, belly button forward. Push, push, hard, hard. Let it go. Good. Squeeze your butt cheeks together as hard as you can. 
Squeeze, 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 squeeze your butt cheek, squeeze. Okay, let them go. Good. Now, if you are sitting down, stretch your legs out in front of you while also pulling your toes back toward you. So you're stretching your calves while activating your quads and do both as hard as you can. That's what she said. Pull it back. Squeeze your quads. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Let your legs go. Good. Now, curl your toes as tightly as you can. Curl them, curl them, curl them, curl them, curl them. Let them go. Now, make biceps. I forgot about your arms, sorry. So unless you're a bird and you have arms, make biceps tightly, tightly, tightly. Good. Let them go. Stretch your arms out in front of you and pull your fingers back toward your face. Really stretch that. Pull your fingers back hard. Push the bottoms of your palms out the other way. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Let it go. And now clench your fists. Clench your fists. Clench, squeeze, make it hurt a little. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Let them go. All right. Shake it all out. Shake your arms. Shake. Okay. Let's get back to Jane. Not only because there's this sort of old, achy piece around her sister taking her, taking you away from her, right? Right. As she got into sort of that nasty preteen stuff. There's that. There's the inconsistency of her father. There's all of these reasons why I could see her feeling like she's not that important, right? And... Mm -hmm. I don't exactly agree with your husband. I don't think the right thing to do is go straight to harsh consequences because that's not you that that would be like whiplash for her. Right. It's not likely Mm -hmm. to work either. It's just likely to create more trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that. And by the way, this is a thing with me, too. I've always been a little rule free with my kid. It hasn't backfired yet, but (laughs) there's still still time. Um, But I do think that there is something to be said for the fact that she knows she can get away with it and that you don't you don't even get that upset because she obviously cares about how you feel. Right. Mm -hmm. I do think there is a little bit to be said for the fact that she's used to boundaries being very flexible and that. You know the thing, you hear it all the time from people like, teenagers don't want you to give them boundaries, but they really do want them. They just act like they don't, right? Uh So there is a little bit of anger that could be coming from that that she doesn't completely understand, right? That these boundaries aren't really in place. They haven't been in place to keep her safe and that she would feel safer within them, even though what she's doing is taking advantage of them and pushing through them. That gets a little tricky with teens, but whatever has been has been and we don't need to we don't need to really belabor any of that it's more important to just work with where we are right now and where we are right now is with a daughter who still really wants to be connected to you that's what yeah. i'm hearing right can i Actually, ask you go ahead what's that yeah uh, to, to, to prove my point i'm just gonna read her last text it says hey mom i will i will promise you i will come home early every day to prove you i care and respect you that's her latest text to me when I when she left today. Well, let's let's see if she. I mean, I realize sometimes she does it, and and she. I realize sometimes she doesn't follow through when she says that. Yeah, right? she's good at writing. She's good at writing apology text. She's good at writing in general. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a forte. When's her birthday? Her birthday is December twenty seventh. Two days after Christmas. She turns ah, eighteen. Ah. Yeah. When's yours? Mine is October 1st. I'm a Libra. Oh, so yeah, you really don't want to get into anything. You like to keep everything nice and smooth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't like, I'm very, 
I get very anxious. I want to have peace. And, yes, that's uh, a Libra thing for sure. Just keep yeah. everybody happy and calm at all costs, right? Always, yeah. yep, yep, yep. It's making sure everybody and, in the room has what they need. and, and Yeah, uh, and I'm a people pleaser myself. So, like, I, I, I realized that yeah. late, lately. Yeah, so. Okay. And I don't want her to be angry at me. And my husband I know, was like, you have, I know. You have to pass that. You have to pass that. You can all, you, you have to sometimes, you have to let her be angry at you. So to get it's, through to her. It sucks. It's true. And it's the worst. I hate it too when my kid's angry at me. Um, I so empathize with you, Jane. I have, I even if I know the boundary is good for my kid, if it's going to upset him, it's hard for me. I'm almost like, I almost don't even want to admit that. But I just hate making him in any way uncomfortable. And I didn't have parents who were overly strict. Mine isn't a response to that. I had a mom who was just not didn't really give a shit so I think that it results though in a similar thing which is that I want this sort of like friendship with my son right that I didn't get to have with my mom because we were never close I don't have like memories of fun stuff that we did together or special things that she did for me I don't have those and so I think I've been overly focused on only creating positive memories for my kid around me and that's not always with teenagers going to work right what's positive for them is not getting in trouble and sometimes they do stupid (laughs) shit right so so it gets tricky but because of what I'm hearing about how she talks to you and how she cares about you and I would guess it creates a lot of anxiety and confusion for her about the anxiety and therefore anger when she breaks the rules because she's she's in between these two forces right she's in between the part of her that knows that it's that it hurts you when she's just you know gone all night she knows that and she cares about you and she loves you and then there's other part of her and these parts aren't integrated yet so they switch off who's in charge right there's another Mm -hmm. part of her that is trying so hard to fill up that hole left by her father. And what happens, you know, to a lot of us who feel like our parents didn't care about us is that our whatever our friends want, we're going to do. We're just constantly trying to get that approval from our peers to try to fill up the space where we didn't get it from a parent. And it doesn't really work, so we never have enough. So I think it's possible that she means it. When she says to you, I'm going to come home on time. And then she, when she gets with her friends, the other part of her takes over. The part that's really desperate for this attention and care and appreciation from people that she didn't get from dad. She's trying to get that from her friends. So I would imagine that that, that creates a lot of anxiety for her. She probably doesn't understand. I, and a hundred percent of what you were saying is right because for, she didn't have for a period of she had a, a lot of disappointments with her girlfriends. Yeah. My daughter, like I said, my daughter is very beautiful. You know, everybody said, but I a lot of people be jealous of her just because she yeah. the way her, a lot uh, of girls. You know, yeah. the cat, cat. I know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I and, wish it uh, weren't true, but it is. Yeah, I wish it was. No, because I just I went through kind of myself. But but, but anyways, that doesn't beyond the point. The thing is, she finally got a good friend over, over the past couple of months. That's why. I think it was one one situation that she wanted to go to the movies late again. And uh, she, she told her friend, I, I can't because my mom is expecting me home. She's like, oh, come on, I'm going through something. She's like, okay. Exactly so, my point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Come on, she's so disappointed the friend because she just... And oh, I remember when we went to the beach... Um, we went to a different country for like the summer for vacation, and she was buying this like gold, like bra- not gold, like fake gold jewelry, just to give to her friends. 
she wants to and i do yep, I sometimes, there it is yep yep i do the same thing with my friend's birthday and i need to buy her this 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 it doesn't matter how much i spend just to for her to be i'll give her i give my friends my clothes just to oh, for her to like yeah, yeah. it's it was deep. Yeah. <laughs> what was your relationship like with your dad? It's a good question. Um, my I have a good family, and um, my family was never, my parents still still married for let's see, oh wow yeah thirty five years. My my dad was a goofball, and he was always I never have a close relationship with him. That's that's one just one thing one way to summarize it. He was always berating me for not knowing the math. I remember, oh, you're stupid because you don't understand math, blah, blah, blah. And we never, we never did stuff. With, oh, my dad and I went to do stuff. No, he was just there. And he was fun dad. And we always study, study, study. It was just, we didn't have a relationship, but it was not a bad relationship, but we didn't have a like, I close. understand. Okay. Okay. I was just with mom, I didn't have a bad relationship, but then uh, once again, I didn't have a close relationship. Right now, right. now it's better. Now it's better. Now I can talk to her more openly about different things. And she, she still lives in a different country, but, you know, she comes visit. So she stayed with us for six months. It was bearable. It was bearable. So, but what you learned was that you get love when you do what they want. Right? That's probably true. Yeah. So that's a little bit conditional. And I think that we're going to add that. Let me put it back in my notes here. Um... We're going to add that to the self-esteem pile when we come back over to it. But also, it feeds into this people-pleasing behavior that you're talking about, the giving things to friends, right? Don't stop yeah. loving me. Here's something I can do for you, right? We're trying to please other people to m sort of put some balm over our fear of either abandonment or not being loved or not being appreciated, right? So that that's, like I said, a little spot we're going to put in the self-esteem column. I'll come back to your daughter now. I think that the, the first place I would go with this is we want to intervene at levels. We want to start at the gentlest place and move up. In theory, it is easier to start out strict and loosen up and it's a little bit trickier to start out loose and tighten up. So we don't want to do anything dramatic, right? We don't mm -hmm. want to do anything, yeah. anything to it. But also, I think that this may not demand that. I don't know yet, but I my, my spidey sense tells me there's another way to deal with this. Would it be possible for you to take a weekend away with her? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. In theory, yes. That, theory, that's where I would start. I would ask yeah. her, within reason, obviously, where she'd like to go to spend a weekend. Take or, or weekdays, doesn't even matter. Take her away for the weekend. But I think just talking to her more about the understanding, like asking her, not telling her what she feels, but asking her, like, what's it been like for you? Since what's I'm, I don't want to give anybody away, but let's say your your five year old is named Sam, right? Like, what's yeah. what's it like since Samantha was born for you? Was that hard? I never asked you. Tell me about that, right? Asking her some questions, at talking to her about once you've had some other conversations and the weekend has sort of warmed up. Maybe I would try asking her if you guys can come to a different solution about curfew because here's the thing. She's about to be 18. That ship has sailed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, curfew's over anyway. So 
while she's living with you, and I think it's it's helpful to say that to her, I understand you're going to be 18 and that realistically I shouldn't be telling you when to come home. And that whole, you know, you live under my roof thing, like yeah, that people do. A- yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, I think there's a gentler way to say that, right? That's a hard, like, while you're living under my roof, you'll do what I yeah. say. Like, who the hell wants to hear that? You know what I mean? And I, that's not who you are anyway. She'd be like, what? Like, that's yeah. not, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But instead saying to her, I want you to have your freedom. I understand it's important. And I understand you're 18. And I need to be able to relax at night. I need to be able to sleep. So can we make a deal that if you I I would still love it if you came home at a decent hour. And if you're not going to, that you just every hour or so, just text me that you're okay. Right? I like mm-hmm. How would that be for you? Uh, for me, that would be okay. But, but for, for my your husband, husband, it would not be. <laughs> right. So what would your husband say? She needs to come because we always give her too much freedom. Like, for example, let's say when she was younger, um, let's say curfew was like at nine. Mm-hmm. She always curfew, like, but you can, she, she was, you can leave home at 10 in the morning, come back at nine. Really always right, like right. Too, too, in a sense, in a sense, too much freedom. Right. But well, now she's about to be 18, though, right? So he, he thinks that she has to come at curfew because. What's his, I mean, I can think of a bunch of reasons, but what is his angle on this? Oh, my husband just working. Can he talk to? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) Just walked in. Hello. Hi, thank you for talking to me. This is special to get another voice on this. Thank you so much. So we are talking about your 17-year-old and this curfew issue. And I was talking to Jane about taking an intermediate step and first having her spend some private some time alone with her daughter since I think that for the for the kid has been has been missing for a long time but then talking to her about having more communication when she's out late and Jane said that she would be okay with that but you wouldn't so can you give me a little insight into how you feel about the curfew violations just what it's like for you or how you see it affecting the family uh I feel like Jane hasn't given you the full picture. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay, let's hear it. So the full picture is um, I've been with the uh, I've been with uh, with our little our girl since she was seven. Yep. And from the beginning, there was respect, and then after her teenage years, and the mother-in-law was involved, and I have lost. All authority as right, a father. Right, because she gave her the car. Yeah. And I have no say into anything anymore. A high frustration. And I, I've mentioned to my wife many times what I think should be done, and that she doesn't do it. That she should take the keys. Uh, that's just the last resort at this point, because the problem we've had is there's been no consequences to this right, child. Right, 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 right. Yeah under the impression that she can do whatever because you know, once maybe somebody will yell at me somebody will out but then that's done and i can go back to doing whatever i want right right do you so, do you yeah. do you see um what do you think is the reason that she stays out so late 
other than the fact that she doesn't think she's going to get in trouble? What else? Like, what? what's motivating her? What's making... This is what's um, a little bit interesting. Well, everything about this is a little bit interesting. But one thing that's particularly interesting to me is that she, the daughter, is really nice to her mom, right? Like, buys her things mm-hmm. and cares about her and texts her and says nice things and things like that. She doesn't really want to upset her. I'm sure she knows that she does, but she doesn't want to. And then she ends up doing things that she know will upset her. And I'm wondering what you think happens, what what you think the reason is that uh, she stays wait. out. Going back to that, though, I think she's, she's only nice to her and buys her things when she's going to about to do something that night because then she uses that. Oh, to- yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but I um, let me out later because I bought you this. and I Right, this. right, 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 right. She's buttering yeah. her up. Yeah. And my wife likes to forget some details about stuff. <laughs> well, of course she okay. does. Sure. Of course she does. Um, so it creates yeah. a different picture and it causes, you know, sometimes when people are like, oh, why are you acting this way? I was like, you don't have the whole picture. You know, right, you know, right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. And with- go ahead. Well, I was going to say with her, with uh, our teenage daughter, like I sat down many times with her and tried to listen to her and listen to her side, but she's, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it. And I've tried to be like, you know, judgment free zone. Nothing's going to happen. Just yeah. we need to know care about you. I suspect that she doesn't understand her side of it. I don't think she knows why she's doing it. Yeah. I think there's absolutely truth to the fact that she knows i'm just going to give her a name i've been calling her samantha calling her sam i'm just going to okay. okay so i i agree with you that sam has the experience that there isn't a negative you know experience after she breaks the rule she definitely knows that and i do think that there's something to her being you know buying her mom stuff and being nice to her i want to tweak the lens on that just a tiny bit though i agree with you in the absence of having closer contact with the situation, I agree with you that those those token gifts that she's buying mom are connected to I'm probably going to break my curfew tonight. And I would I I when I hear that, I hear it more as an apology than an, than a manipulation. Right. I think it might it might work a little bit manipulatively, too. But I but I. I don't think it's completely manipulative. Right. It's still tricky. It's still going to be tricky to resolve because she needs some boundaries and she's about to be 18, which is going to make it a little hard. So for her to go from a household where there haven't been any real boundaries or consequences to some sort of lockdown will likely backfire. So we need to take intermediate steps with her. In the last year, have you had any, does she talk to you, the, the daughter, uh, directly about anything important? Does she still have, I heard you say you've lost all power as a stepdad, but does she talk uh, to you? Um, sometimes. I mean, we've, uh, she, she, for the last, let's see, year and a half, she's been more of a, well, I don't talk to you because every time we talk, we argue. And I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to be. We need to be able to discuss things. And I'll respect respect me, but she expects me to be, she expects me to give her first um, respect before she'll even respect me at all. Yeah. It, I hear that. And she's a kid, right? So mm-hmm. one thing that's really hard 
to invoke as a parent but is really powerful is modeling what you want, not what you get, right? Modeling for her the way you want her to be rather than meeting her where she is with the disrespect. And it's super challenging because that's not how most of us were taught to do things. And so we get kind of heated when it's happening. But it, I, letting her be disrespectful and being able to keep yourself regulated and still being open to her is likely to be more effective than you two getting in an argument. Doesn't make it easy, right? I no, tried. I've tried that route. You I've have, tried. yeah, yeah. Angry. Also, unfortunately, I have to say, my wife doesn't back me up on stuff. So, what are the things that are most important to you? Like, if I said to you, and I'm certainly not saying this will happen, but if I said to you. I can fix two things about what's going on in your house right now. Two specific things. What would you choose? Uh, respect would be the first one. Respect our adults. Respect our parents. Us in general. Because yeah. it's not like, I'm not sure if uh, my wife said it or not, but not like we're holding her in here captive. and Right, right. And in prison, we've been very... Um, open with her, giving her as much freedom. She just had, honestly, I think she's had difficulty making friends. Is that's what she, that's what Jane said. Yeah, been bad friends that have caused her to have all these problems and right, and not not making friends is all the more reason why she's not going to be able to tear herself away when they're all doing stuff. Right, right. So that, and then just I think her biggest thing that we've I've heard her say many times is I don't care. She just doesn't care about anything. That's been her big mantra, it seems like, for the last year. Yeah. So she, yeah, I think she's been just feeding us lines in terms of her future just to appease us by saying she wants to go to the Army. Now she's changing that so she wants to, you know, stay working where she's at because she wants to make money to pay off her car. So it's just, it's it's a constant change and to the point where, we're, I mean, we're going to go to college. To the point that what? I missed that. We don't even think she's going to go to college because she's not even, you know, putting an effort at school. So it's like we don't can't we don't even know how to maintain stuff. Give me one second. I'm still here. She was just went to attend to my five-year-old. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I can hear his frustration, of course. Um, I understand it. One thing I would this is a tough one when he, when she is being disrespectful to him he feels that you aren't supporting him, right? That you're not saying anything to, to her. Is that your experience? Yeah. And he's, he's probably right because I guess at the moment I'm like, I'm, you know, fight or flight. Yeah. And yep. I, I freeze up. I freeze up and I was like, oh. and like now hearing it from his perspective, like, you know, why, why did I do that? And at, at the moment, I, I don't know. And later, I can tell, hey, you, you cannot be disrespectful to your stepdad. I, right, I told them. Right. But at the moment, I now, like, why didn't, if, if my client had this, my mom, if it was mom's client, brought this problem to me, uh, I would, like, of course, you're like, hey, you can stop. You're not going to talk to, because family is a unity. You cannot mm -hmm, talk to your mm -hmm. Right? Right? Like, you know, like, right here, here and there to address the problem. Right. But yeah, he's right. He's not making it up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Have has have you and your husband ever gone to counseling together? We never went to counseling together. Would no. you consider it? <laughs> I'm <open>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that long Deal. pause. So, so now my wife be ready to listen. What's that? 
I don't know if she would be ready to listen to some of my things because I, I'm a person who likes to communicate. And every time I try to talk to her about something, she likes to shut down when it's a complaint. Okay. She, I feel she validates me. Jane, what do you want to tell me about that? Uh, I feel like the more, to be honest with you, the more, I want to get the bills with you, uh, the, one of the main things that we argue about is Sam. Of course. Right. Would you say that, that Sam is a, one of the main points of our argument? Yeah. And I feel like he's repeating the same things and I just get annoyed. Yeah. And because on like on the on kind of on, on the back on the back end, I'm trying to tell to tell Sam, hey, don't do this, don't do this, be respectful to your stepdad, don't do this. But goes one year coming out another. I feel like I'm trying to I haven't always been consistent, but now I'm trying to tell her about all this stuff, how this affects me, how this affects stepdad. Right. Uh, yeah. So one thing I will say is that you told her that if she breaks curfew again, you're going to take the keys away, right? Yeah, I kind now, of briefly told yeah. her, but I'm going to reiterate that. You know, well, more important, well, yes, reiterate it definitely, and if she does, you have to do it. You yeah, have you, I cannot, to. Uh, yeah. My husband told me, you cannot bluff. No, but you can't because then never again will you have any leverage, ever. Like, That's while she's point. still 17, right? Like, before before she can pull the I'm an adult and I'll just move out if I don't like how things are going shtick. Um, do you live in a city or do you live in a town? Like a suburb? Would... A suburb. suburb. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but if she does it again, now that you've said that, you absolutely have to. And then, I don't hope that that happens. I kind of do, though, because if you take the keys <laughs> away, you can make the condition of getting them back that she talked to a therapist. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, that would be, a, I think a really helpful strategy. Um, because I don't yeah. think she, com I, I know for a fact, there's no way she completely understands all of the complicated feelings that she's having. I do know that those yeah. trauma feelings can be more powerful than any that 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 compliant so if we look at her as having multiple parts like everybody does the compliant part doesn't have as much power right now as the injured part has what do you think jane about what your husband said that your daughter only butters you up with stuff when she's going to break a rule is that your experience or does she do it other times too um he's right he's okay right. Yeah. okay you have to step away because uh, my, to, to my five-year-old, but um, he, he cannot hear us. But he is right because I guess I choose not to believe that, of course. Of course uh, not. Of course not. He gives me nice gifts for Christmas, for my birthday. You know, even used to, when she didn't have when she didn't have money, like working a little bit funny. She used to make. She very creative. She used to make like put my picture, make a beautiful picture for me. So she always was very elaborate with my gifts. And it's my see, she was giving nice gifts to stepdad as well. Right. But more for me. Course, because I was I was always in her life. I was constant. I've been like a rock. Doesn't matter what. I always had got her back. Always. Okay. Yeah. And and let me say, I feel like this is important to put in here right now. This is a little messy, and it's going to take some work to straighten out. And also, that's really important. Like the fact that she knows that you've been a constant for her is not. That doesn't get. That doesn't become less important or less powerful because 
you haven't had boundaries and it's led to some trouble. Like that's still really important. And I do think that that she has that sense, right? That she can trust you all the more reason why I think some time together you might be able to open some stuff up. Also, I hear, and I know you do too, so much anger and frustration in your husband's voice. So yes. much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I yes. think that it's really important that you two get some counseling, not because there's anything terribly wrong with either of you, but he, he, he needs a space where someone can help moderate a conversation where his frustrations can be addressed. I don't want to get into them now because we've still got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about, but I think it would be really helpful because I can imagine I do this too. If, if there's an issue that I know I'm not going to change my behavior on, even though I should, and my husband wants to bring it up, I just dissociate. I just leave my body. So he's just talking to a shell. La, 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 just someplace else, right? We have some, like I said, different levels of intervention to talk about here. And you and I will continue those privately because I need some information that I know you don't want to share on air um, in order to do that. But let's, before... It gets too far into this. I want to make sure we touch on the self-esteem issue for you. What can you tell me about that? How do you experience it? Um, in many different levels, I, uh, as I touched on a private message to you once, uh, um, that core beliefs. Core beliefs. Yes, I'm, yes. What are they? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. There we go. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, but growing up, my mom said, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. So it was like, it was not for lack of uh, a kind of affection, affirmation well, from my mom. A, there's a lot of ways to be good other than being beautiful, right? Yeah, there is more than that. But yeah. I think before, younger, I always thought, oh, beautiful is number one. But now, since I'm <laughs> older, I realize it's more, you have to have more substance to a person than just right, right. the shell fades, beauty fades. It's what's, what's inside that matters. And it's, it's affecting me, like, uh, I guess, uh, since I had my second child, again, a little bit of weight, but not crazy amount. I'm not, I'm like, size eight, is not, it's not as bad. Yeah. But because growing up uh, in my culture, I have a friend who was a model, uh, like a fashion model. So it was always, and between my, my you know, my Ukrainian friends, we always kind of, or oh, losing weight, losing weight, it's just like super important still. I don't know mm-hmm. why. But, yeah, I know. But, I'm yeah. not where I want. I like to eat my desserts. Good. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like it's like a dependency because every time I feel bad, I, I'm going to go um, to have some sweet and I feel better immediately. Well, let me ask you a question. When you felt bad when you were growing up, what did your mom do? Uh, she always brought desserts. Yeah, whoop, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She always encouraged me to drink tea with the dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's a pretty straightforward, right? That's why. Yeah. Um, so I think this core belief kind of straightened at the, uh, at the beginning. Maybe um, my father was saying, oh, you're stupid. You don't understand math. Ooh, but oh, but like, wait, 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 wait. Your father said you're stupid. You don't understand math. Is that yeah. What you, okay. And I, I hated math. And my math well, was in my math school. sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> math. I mean, I know the basic math, but like geometry, physics chemistry i like i don't like any of those stuff no me neither me neither yeah and, and my first uh in uh, back in my country the first major was in biology oh I gosh i suffered through it for a whole year mm-hmm. okay so this this is relevant right so especially for people who are rewarded for how they look on one hand we see that as oh that builds self-esteem but what I'm hearing here is that it isn't actually what we 
traditionally refer to as self-esteem that you're struggling with, but self-worth, which is different. Self-worth, yes. I would say self-worth, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and also, I have, I, I guess, my mom went very far in life, with, you know, with her degree and everything. She has a great job. And um, I expect a lot of myself. It's right. Like, okay, I'm 37. I'm still associate level. I need to push myself. I need to, I need to, like, I should be working at a community agency. I should be already in private practice. But I also, I like, I haven't, I haven't gotten like, like I want to get like all these trainings, but my agency doesn't pay for this. And right, it's, it's like it's, it's right. complicated. But I should be doing this, this, and that. And then I should be working out daily. I'm just paying for the gym, not going. And it's like I should be, do, I should be a better mom. I should be this. I should, like should, should, should. Yeah, I was just about to say you got the shoulds are killing you. Right. Yeah, and like, and I know, like, you know, I did right because I was a single mom at the time. I went to college. I did get my degree. I did, you know, work very hard. Like, I did all these things right. But it, it seems like, like, it's okay. It's not, that's not very important for me. It's like I, I don't see my value in myself. Right. And the, right. The stuff, because you know, the things not- that your parents said were important were the things that you find yourself feeling deficient in now, which is achievement. Right. Yeah. Even though. I mean, you're in graduate school, or you completed graduate school. That's that's. Completed. What's that? Passed my exam. Passed yeah. my exam. Right. My license. Right. Right. I, exactly. I'm probably going to be fully licensed next year. I just need to get my hours. I don't have to. No, have no more exams. It's a and you have a 17 year old and a five year old. You moved mm-hmm. to a foreign country when you were 18, and you yeah. have a bachelor's and a master's degree. Like mm-hmm. on paper, Jane. That's high achieving. And I also understand that in the framework of your family, it doesn't feel like that, right? Yes. So the self-esteem around like, you know, I have friends, I'm people like me, I'm attractive. That's a little different, right? We're talking like you just said, I, you don't find any value in yourself. And if you think about the laundry list of achievements I just listed off and the fact that you... The fact that your your daughter is having problems right now doesn't change the fact that in most ways you've been a really great mom to her. Sure, we've got some issues here with boundaries and with, I hate the word consequences, but with consequences, um, but you've been a really great mom to her and you and you didn't have an entirely solid foundation for that and you still did it. I heard you say you had a trauma-free childhood and I am not disagreeing with that. Right. You had you were cared for. Did you feel like both of your parents loved you? I would never told at that time uh, love. But my mom was very, um, as I said, career focused, always working. But she's, you know, we spent time together. It was She was young. We still a lot of going to friends houses all the time. I felt like we never told I love you to each other. And it's difficult for me right now. When my mom was living with me for six months last year, it was different, difficult for me to come and give her a hug. I don't know why. Uh, I get it. I get it. Well, did and she ever hug you when you were growing up? Don't remember. No, then she probably, probably didn't. Did. She prob- sometimes. 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 Yeah. But not, you but, weren't physically affectionate generally. No. Okay. I think that sometimes we expect trauma to be very dramatic, right? To be yeah. abuse or neglect or, and I, what we've come to understand is that the definition is a little bit broader and I don't think we need to call it trauma or not trauma. But what I will tell you is you have some unhealed wounds from your childhood, right? Like your mom being your parents being a little bit authoritarian and distant. 
on the on the backdrop of that being told that you're stupid when you don't understand something can be pretty damaging and it sounds like it has damaged your self-worth we don't need to call it trauma or not trauma we're just going to say there's wounding there right and so i think that you know as you may have heard in my I, i think i write about this stuff but there's a couple different ways to address this. And generally, if it has gotten into your nervous system, do you feel like, how do you think your nervous system feels? You feel you have a lot of anxiety, you said in the beginning? Yes, a lot of anxiety. Um, have you um, always, do you feel like it's only about Sam or do you have a general experience? I would say, I would say general, like yeah. something bad happened, how I'm going to, what, what I'm going to do, like how can I cope with this, like, yeah, uh, in general, about if something goes wrong at work, and it, so in, in work, a crisis situation happened. I was like, "Oh my God, what am I going to do?" Everything, de- everybody's depending on me because I'm like an elite. Yeah, person. and, and I, I'm stupid because I don't understand math. So how am I possibly yeah. going to handle this? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah, but then I'm handling. Somehow I'm handling it. Okay. And then, um, anxiety not towards them, just mostly like some my little one gets sick. I was like, "Oh my God, the worst case, the worst case scenario." I definitely think the anxiety around Jane is there's worry, which is a little bit different. And the anxiety is maybe telling you to do something different with her. You just don't know what it is. But that's not what I'm pointing to. I'm pointing to the feeling something you haven't felt. Mm -hmm. I think there's some things you didn't get and you have told yourself, and this is true, that you were, you know, you had, you had a good childhood. You had a lot of the things that you needed. And I'm not sure that you've given yourself the space to feel bad about the things you didn't get. Do you think that that's true? Yeah, I I think it is because one time once uh, I remember. Yeah, I think once I brought things to my mom and she kind of denied it. Like, no, what are you talking about? Uh huh. And she like, no, none of this happened. But you were so bad at the time. I was like, oh. She okay. said you were so bad at the time. Something like that. Something like <gasps> that. It was nothing extraordinary bad. It wasn't. It was some mistaken behaviors, but it was not extraordinary. No, no, no. So there's a disproportionate reaction. You're called bad. You've been called stupid. I'm not saying you had terrible parents I at all. I'm saying that it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be really terrible for this stuff to get inside and mess with us. And so where this self-worth thing is concerned, I do think we can trace this back to your childhood. I think there's some grieving, some letting yourself, getting some validation around the fact that some of this was shitty, right? Because you're not getting that from your mom, which is something that happens a lot when adult children come to their parents to say, you know, this was hard for me, this didn't work for me. That tends to be, that often doesn't go well, right? Um, It's hard for parents... To hear, you know this, I'm preaching to the choir here, it's hard to hear you've done something wrong to your kid. Yeah. Right? That's like the worst thing in the world. So it's a lot easier to be defensive sometimes than to to really hear that. Mm -hmm. Are there other ways that this self-worth problem is interfering with your life right now? than just the the feeling of it? it? Is it holding you back from anything? Is it interfering with any of your relationships? Mm, Let's see... A fear. Uh, I had some pretty negative experiences with my friends here. Yeah, you know, how so? so? I had a one friend, uh, I guess another core belief I can I identify for myself after soul searching. Yeah. That um, people, you know, be friends with me. And then once somebody better come along, they will leave me. 
Oh, really? It's not, it's not for men. I, I, for men, no. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. It's mostly because I've been married for, what, seven years and been with my husband ten, ten years. Right, so right. I was a relationship that was solid and stable despite all these arguments. It's mostly with friendships because his friendships I know is very solid since college. Since and, uh, and mine is always rocky. And he kind of, we talked about it many times. And he said, it's traced back to your 20s because uh, when I was with my first husband, I only focused on him. Right. So, right. Him and college child was not when my other people from who I met in college going out I was I had to be home and was focusing on him focusing on work and then when that fell through I was focusing immediately on dating somebody else after right, I right so I was focusing on friendship so there, I have some friendship but mainly through mainly through him okay because the other thing I want to go back to some stuff I made notes about in the beginning about the self-worth stuff and the self-esteem stuff while I hear you have some experiences of self-esteem, we know that the self-worth is problematic. And I'm also hearing that there's maybe some identity stuff in here that would and some like who you are as a social person, right? Learning who you are as a friend, who you are in those types of relationships. Because you were so isolated in your adolescence, that's when we're learning those behaviors, Right. That's when we're learning how to socialize in an almost adult way and learning about who we are, what the things are that people respond to about us, what the things are that people don't respond to about us. That's really important. You didn't have a lot of that opportunity in that time. And then you came here and then you got married. Right. So I think yeah. your husband's definitely on to something. Um, and so I think <clears throat> I think the other piece of this that's important and this is all connected is that. People-pleasing behaviors usually backfire because the other the people that were pleasing, in the beginning, it might just be like, oh, wow, how generous and kind, thank you. But after a while, they're on to us, and it doesn't feel good to them because it isn't really genuine, right? We're just trying to keep them with those behaviors. Yeah, it's my own unmet need that I'm trying exactly. to. Exactly, and people feel that, and I don't know that that's the reason you're having trouble with your friends, but it definitely could be. Because I do think your husband's on to onto a super valid point. And I think that getting to a point where you could feel comfortable in a platonic relationship without emptying yourself out for the other person would probably probably change your friendships. What, mm. how, how does that sound? That, that, that sounds solid. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Are you and your husband, I'm jumping around here because I know we're getting close to, to two hours. Yeah. I don't want to keep you on after that. You got a little no. kid at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Are you and your husband still able to have positive experiences together? Or is it so tense that there aren't any right now? Uh, it's not only because of Sam, because of a younger one, once again. Oh, right. A five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. The five-year-old, she, like, um, she's going to bed late. Ungodly oh, hour. Oh gosh, <laughs> you have like, one of those too. Yeah. Like so what time? Oh, well, it used to be ten. Now it's eleven because it was summer break. And oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. We're working Brutal. Very hard. I'm sure you are. It's tough. The sleep stuff is really hard for a bunch of reasons. My kid was a really was not a good sleeper. I feel for you. But yes, your kids, your five year olds, going to bed at eleven. There's no time for you to. No time. But 
we actually are planning a little getaway. Um, oh, thank God. <laughs> in, yes, yes, yes. In two weeks, we're planning a little getaway, just him and I. Oh, good. Okay. From like Thursday to Monday. And the godmother and the grandmother going to watch the, the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's that's little get away to the mountains, not 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 on any not anything crazy. Maybe yeah. spa, maybe cabin, eat, eat good food. Beautiful. Because it was, yes, that's where we, I was we had, going. That's where I was yeah, going. Yeah, we had two vacations with the family, but it didn't go very well. So we just him and I, no kids. That is exactly what I was going to suggest. And then after that, trying to keep some, and I understand that this doesn't always work because. Childcare is expensive and time and everything else. It doesn't always work out. But if you two can work in a way to every week or every other week, even if it's just an hour, like go out, get coffee, go out, get dessert, go out, get a drink, like just something to get you out of the environment where all of the trouble is so that you remember that there's other parts of your relationship than this, right? Just to sort of add some more positive in to balance out all of the frustration because it's going to take a little while to work out. And actually, right now she's she's starting kindergarten, so that that oh, might good. be possible. Oh, good. That'll yeah. Good, good. Your husband's not in the room right now. No, he okay. I'm by myself. Okay, yeah. okay. I just you know I hope that he sees you reaching out to me as you taking steps to resolve this, right? Because I think he really feels alone in his position, and I, you know, letting him know that it's you're, you want to work on this. That you get it. Yep. It's just, it's gone so far that you don't know really exactly how to start. And that's what we're going to figure out, like what the first steps are. And I do think the first step is having some alone time with her. Also that you and your husband get some counseling support. And then here's another, the last one. Cause, and this is where it's like, oh, really? I'm going to do all this and go to school and have two kids. When are uh, you getting time for you that isn't dessert? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, now since it's kindergarten, uh, because in a community agency, we, we we see the kids after school, so I don't have to be on like eight hours a day sitting oh, in the desk. Oh, good. Good, so good, that's good. good so. I think we've got a good overview here. Is there anything else specific that you wanted to tell me before we end the call? I think we covered pretty much. <laughs> we covered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of different things. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. very glad. I'm very glad because it was a kind of out, of out of my comfort zone. Can you thank your husband for me? Because I know that's probably really vulnerable for him too. And it was really helpful to have him speak to it. Nobody's ever done that before. It was very exciting. <laughs> it was good. It was- the last thing I, I want to do is give you credit for not being defensive when he calls you out because that's really hard. The biggest problems in in any intimate relationship are projection and defensiveness. And the fact that you're able to hear him say things like, you haven't given me the whole picture and she only does this, yeah. and then say, yeah, he's right, I don't like to face it, that's beautiful and brilliant and something a lot of people can, can't can do and you should feel really good about that. That's going to be well, a huge part of you guys working through this is your ability to hear those things and not get defensive. It's really impressive, really impressive. Thank you. Jane, thank you so much. Thank you so oh, thank you. much. I know this was yep. hard. I really appreciate you pushing through that. And no, you made it easy. You made it easier. We try. We try. Yeah, you, thank you so much. You and I will talk soon. Thank you to your husband. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. guys have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, hey. You have been listening to Psychotherapist. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at the psychotherapist podcast at g
gmail.com or find me on Instagram, psycho underscore therapist underscore Renee. See you next week.